everybody, and welcome back to another Spooky Tuesday uh, in, a, in an all-new Curse of Strahd game. Our Waterdeep game has ended, but we have not retired the characters. You can look forward to more adventures from that later on. But for now, uh, we are going to be playing the Curse of Strahd as DM'd by our dear friend Anae Keener. Uh, it is also, I would like to, I would like to point out, I forgot until the very end yesterday, and my players have also wanted to remind me, uh, to let you all know, today is April 23rd, 2019, and you are loved. It's a very important thing to remember. Uh, and for all of you AudioCast listeners, like I've said, I am not going to be your dungeon master. Tonight, instead, I shall be playing Kefris, the mongrel folk barbarian. What about you, LB? I am LB, and I will be playing Silmi, the sibling to Kefris, and a wizard in hiding. Hello, I'm Speedy. You admit to that? <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm Wings, I'm gonna be the DM tonight, also known as Danae Keener. Yes. And so before I fully hand off the reins, I would also like to remind people we have a giveaway going on. And the giveaway is full of all sorts of really cool stuff. There is going to be the Mythica Sinister Emerald Dice Set from Die Hard Dice, which look... Oh, I love Die Hard Dice. We got Danae her set for her birthday. RJ and I have both been using them for Monday and Tuesdays. Uh fantastic dice but that's not even the best prize you can win the best prize is going to be the incredible incredible custom spell journal uh belonging to a sea night feather that you could win through uh through our dear friends from uh elderwood academy elderwood academy does a lot of really neato custom dice boxes i really like their products and i'm excited to be able to give something away to a lot of you guys because that's very important uh mostly because i appreciate you guys and i don't want to give you bad quality things so i go extra whenever it comes to giveaways uh also with that in mind Speaking of going extra, guys, you want to know what the greatest thing ever is? T-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs that can fit entire bottles of soda or beer or whatever it is your drinking preference. It wouldn't be able to fit an Algene's worth of stuff, but we're working on maybe looking around Streamlabs to find out if, hey, let's get more uh, awesome stuff in here for everyone, uh, everyone, so that way we, you know... You guys can, you guys can, you know, have have cool things uh, to keep around. Uh, other than that, though, that is my simple spiel about merch. You can find that at bit.ly/adventuremerch, uh, and that's gonna be it for me. So, yeah, I did it. I slapped myself into the next frame. <laughs> All right, and that is that is it for me. So, Danae, take it away. Alrighty, well, last time we entered Barovia with a pair of siblings, Kefris and Silmi Malrezka, along with their maid, Maybell, two sheltered nobles from a strictly religious family who found themselves lost in the mists. There, they met Bartholomew, a native who dourly informed them that there was no escape from these lands. Long before long, they entered an accursed dwelling in the middle of the Swalich woods, 
And with the help of an elven stranger who called himself Victor Grabinikov, they braved the horrors of the death house. But Victor has since suffered a terrible fate. What is the affliction that besets Kefris, that beset Kefris once he entered the mists? How long can Silmi keep her magics a secret from her brother? And will Bartholomew, who the Malrezkas have dubbed Speedy, ever escape his fate to live and die in these cursed lands forever? Let's find out. But first we have to go back, back down into the valley, down into the mists where a house stands alone in the Svalich woods with smoke pouring from its windows. Two women stand in front of it. The smell of blood and smoke are heavy in the air with the hoofbeats of a departing murderer still clattering down the road. Three bodies lie around them. Two are still living. Silmi, what do you do? Uh, as soon as he gets far enough away, Silmi is going to uh, get down and check the pulse of uh, Victor. To see there if is none. There's blood everywhere pouring from a, a gut wound in your red-headed friend's abdomen. Oh, gods. He's dead. That man, he killed him. Uh, and she's looking gonna... up at your maid, you can see she's just got, like, two hands over her face, mm -hmm. and you can see that she's already swooning from... Like, she, she has fainted at, at the sight of blood in the past, and uh -huh. she's just kind of, like, looking anywhere but the body to try and, like, keep it together. Yeah, Silmi's gonna get up and she's gonna hug Maybell and she's gonna kind of rub her back like, oh, gods, what have we gotten ourselves into? Are the boys all right? I don't know, miss. I'll go and check. And uh, she will rush off kind of looking a little relieved to not have to look at the body anymore. Um, she'll go to Kefris first, I believe, and check on him. Um, and she will find as all of you are, uh, he's, he's covered in, in wounds and, and bruises from all of the horrors that you guys faced in the death house. Uh, but she'll look up and say, he's still alive, but oh, oh he looks rough. Oh, um, all right. Were his uh, fingernails this long before? Something's taken him. He's, he's changed the land. He's, he was like a beast down there. He, his eyes glazed over and he became primal. You're telling me he was he was yelling at the house. <sighs> She's gonna go over to her brother and like uh look and see what else is, has shifted, check his hands and his his teeth and look him sure, over like sure. a, a dog. <laughs> right, uh I'm passed out, it's fine. You can you can lift his eyelid and you'll see that they're like bloodshot. Um, you, you can tell that like he's gonna wake up with a wicked hangover. Uh -huh. um, you check his fingernails and they're just they're, they're really long and sharp. And as you take his hand, it feels weirdly rough, like more so than than like like the calluses on a on a hardworking man. And when you look down, you can see um, it, it almost turns your stomach a little bit. He's got horizontal bars going down his fingers all the way onto his palms and, and they kind of stick a little bit oh oh god uh, kefris and she's gonna try and shake him does it work 
sure. Yeah, she right, she cool. can rouse you. You you wake with a splitting headache. Um, the nausea that you were experiencing before is gone, and it's been replaced with this ravenous hunger, like you haven't eaten in days. But there's your sister above you. Hey. <laughs> Are you okay? Um, honestly, no. That was. Uh... How did we get out of here? We um. How did how, we... how did I like? Is every? I'm. Last I remember, I saw you get hurt. And she's, you can see she's starting to tear up and like just some tears are calling down her face. You, you, something happened to you. You, you got angry and you got primal and you changed. Well, I, I, it's, you're, you're speaking very quickly. I, deep breaths. I, I do remember getting angry, and that was, that was it. Kephris, look at your hands. I don't see what they have to- Oh! Oh? And he just kind of curls them up into fists, so that way he doesn't have to look at the palms or the nails. Just... They, they kind of stick to themselves. Mm. And when you look down, you realize that at some point you must have lost your sandals and your feet are the same way. Just pointy toes and padded feet with those horizontal bars. Kind of a feathery texture on your skin. Okay. Okay. Um... Kefir, something else happened. When we came out, there was a man, and he, he, um, and she looks over her shoulder at the body that is laying there. That's a lot of blood. He killed Victor. I don't, I don't know why. He said he was annoying. He was, but that was no grounds for murder. Uh, meanwhile, where's, where's Maybelle is going to be trying to rouse Speedy. And she will eventually sort of put a cold hand on his face and <laughs> shake him a little bit. And um, you awaken to the smell of smoke and blood. Eyes bolt open, head turns to where Kefris was. You see him pull out his crossbow and point. No, no, he's fine. He's all right now. Hey, um, Speedy, why don't we just put, we can put the crossbow down. Were you bitten? What? Bitten? Bitten? What are you talking about? By the creature. I no. got eaten, yes, but I, I don't think I had teeth. In the woods earlier today. When we were attacked by the wolves, were you bitten? I don't... I was. Uh... You've got a, a very clear bite mark from a wolf when he jumped on you. Mm. Um, and you were fending him off with your forearm. Uh, I mean, I those wolves did a little bit of a number on me, yes. But I don't see why that is... 
Any cause to raise a crossbow at a person? In this land, if you are bitten by something afflicted by lycanthropy. <laughs> There's I'm, no such thing! I'm sorry. One, afflicted, and two, lycanthropa? Lycanthropy. It means yeah. uh, it's a be- it's when a-, a human can turn into a beast. You know, that, um, no, it's, that wouldn't happen. Do you know who Rahadin is? Bless you. <clears throat> Doth I? I think I don't. <laughs> um, well, go ahead and roll me a history check to see if you've heard of Rahadin. And you know how you say, uh, stay dumb, Cory? I mean... First roll of the knights and natural one leaving me at zero. Great. Never heard of him. <laughs> he said he came from a, 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 um, a manor called Ravenloft. Oh, you know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> no roll required. <clears throat> well, if there's a manor, maybe there's a lord of this land and he might be willing to help us. The... <clears throat> That's yes, the man no. who killed Victor. It's well, we'll ask politely. I don't know. It's... Castle Ravenloft is where the demon lives. All right, oh. hold the fuck on. What? We talked about this about two months ago, but... <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've been under a lot of stress over the last little bit. I don't know if you noticed it, but I have sticky hands now. What? He's experienced some memory loss. <laughs> what do you mean, demon? Are we still calling her Strahd? Um, you would know Strahd is a man. Ooh. The demon has lived in these lands for hundreds and hundreds of years. And he, it comes down from the castle and partakes of the citizens here. Oh, gross. Usually makes a meal out of them. Okay, please. I am a lady. I don't need to hear his exploits. No, like literally, not sexually. No, but like, do you have any food on you? To be to be fair, like, I'm sorry to interrupt your story, but you said meal. Kefris, there is I'm... a man. I I, I toss dead. a bag. I toss a bag of jerky at Kefris. I just catch it, uh, and I'll look at Silma and just say, "When you're on the battlefield, you need to have a cool head about you. That's what Father always told us, right? There is a man down." but we need to think clearly. And right now, my judgment is being clouded by the rumble that I have in my stomach. I think we need to get away from this house. Kefris will as just nod. say that, there's a, there's a rumble from the house, and you, as you can hear, some structural damage is happening within, uh, beams falling, 
as it continues to just go up in flame. Do I know if it's a full moon right now or? Right now? Um, well, it's a coin moon, which is basically uh, our Barovia's version of a month. Um, it is waning, I think. I, I said this about two months ago, <laughs> exactly what phase the moon is in. It's waning. Uh, but we, we, we didn't put that on the, on, the, uh, on the stream. So right now I'm going to make an executive decision and say it's a waning coin moon. I guess we'll see in time if you're truly afflicted. Stevie, what should we, what should we do with this man? With with Victor? Did he live in your village? No, he's an outsider just like you. And Speedy limps over, <clears throat> takes a knee, and starts rummaging in his pockets. What are you doing? He has no need for it. You're robbing a dead man? You can't rob what's already dead. It's more... What, what, what's, what do the scholars say? Archaeology? Hey, no. No. We literally had this conversation. I remember this part. You said archaeology was when they've been dead for a long time. This man is steaming. What he needs is a cleanup. I think we should perhaps load him into the cart and move away from this place. Is there a is there a graveyard nearby? The town of Barovia shouldn't be too far away. Well, let's go there and see if we can give this man a proper burial. Then, maybe then you can wait a couple twenties of years, I don't know, and then call it archaeology. But for right now, leave him alone. Please. There's this uh, faint trace of a smirk as he shakes his head. No, you're the one paying. And as he walks by Kefra's, he'll slap his shoulder and cast Cure Wounds. I'll use two charges, one for me and one for Kefra's. Oh, What a sweet boy! Mm, to be decided. Yeah, to be right. Decided. Son of a bitch. Sorry, Kefris, you heal eleven. I heal four. <laughs> oh, that's damage. Hold on. And I'm down. Oh, and, and I'm down again. <laughs> Maybell, would you mind get the carriage ready? Yes, Miss Silmi, of course. Uh, and she will rush off to the carriage and calm the horses who are now pawing at the ground nervously uh, as they can smell the blood in the air and the smoke. Both those things are very disconcerting for a horse. Um, and who is going to interact with Victor? Uh, I will. All right. As you kneel down to uh, prepare him for movement, you can see that his eyes are still open, um, and absent is his regular sort of disconcerting smile. It's been replaced with an expression of shock. Uh, 
I am going to close the eyes if I can. You do. And uh, I'll pick him up and load him into the cart. And then once I'm inside, I have vestments that I uh, typically wear over uh, like a very light shirt. Um, but I am going to be uh, just tearing like just tearing the vestments apart, uh, essentially. I need new shoes. So I'm going to kind of be making cloth wraps for my feet. And then uh, I'm also going to have some spare fabric out to lay over Victor's face just so that way uh, he's not. There's a little there's a wall of separation for the uh, recent uh, the recent mortality. Reminder right. of mortality anyways. He, he's beginning to grow cold. But he definitely still has some warmth to him. Yep. Yes, he does. And then uh, Maybell gets the cart ready to go. Where's everybody going to be riding? Driving. I'll be on the front. I'll be on the front. Okay. Uh, then Maybell will, as there's only two seats on the front, yeah. then Maybell will sit in the back with Kefris. Silmi is very quiet, <laughs> which is uncommon I, for her. <laughs> I imagine everyone is. So as you uh, start heading down the road, um, this road becomes gradually less and less muddy, becomes more earthen packed uh, dirt road. And after about an hour or so of just slowly making your way through the mist. You can see in the distance, uh, buildings begin to appear uh, just as you get closer and closer to the town of Barovia. And uh, the packed dirt road gives way to slick cobblestone as uh, it's not necessarily raining, but the mist seems to be coalescing and, and sticking to your skin and your clothes and kind of making you wet and making little puddles on the ground. And the town of Barovia is not a very happy place. It's got lots and lots of buildings that are boarded up over the doors and the windows. And by all accounts, it seems abandoned, except for maybe the occasional passerby who keeps their eyes down and their coat pulled up over their face. Uh, and does not interact with you, does not offer you greeting. And as you make your way into town, uh, Speedy, where are you taking them? Good. <clears throat> I'm gonna drive us over to the tavern. All right, so you uh, direct the horses towards the tavern. And as you guys are Going down the street, you can hear a distant wail of a woman uh, that gradually gets louder and louder. Um, and that wail just does not break. It's, uh, it's inter interceded with a few sobs here and there. Uh, but as you pass by the building where the wail seems to be coming from, the door will open and a golden light will stream outward. 
across the road and out will step a man. Now, this man is fairly handsome. Um, <laughs> sorry, the face you gave me. Uh, he's fairly handsome. Uh, he's got long blonde hair, uh, but he's got these tired eyes and kind of a, a long suffering expression. He has a sword on his hip and a lantern in his hand. And as he's stepping out, you can hear him saying, Mary, I'm, I'm sorry there's nothing we can do for you at the moment, but please eat. I brought you food. Take the blanket. I will be back to check on you later. And he uh, turns around and notices you guys and will kind of look to Silmi and look to Speedy and then look at Silmi again and say, you, you are not from around here, are you? So I gathered. Uh, and he'll kind of dip his head a little bit respectfully, sort of recognizing that you are dressed like a like a noble. Mm -hmm. And he will say, um, my name is Ismark. I am I am the burgomaster of this town. I, I welcome you. Um, and I also offer my condolences for newly arriving in this cursed place. I see you have a guide already. Uh, what is your name, sir? They call me Speedy. Ah. I, I motion when uh, they, I motion to the Silmi. He has not given us his true name. I'm not certain if that's common for this area. Common for some of us. And he kind of gives Speedy a, a long look uh, and then just shakes himself out of it and says, oh, uh, please, you, you look tired, uh, maybe a bit injured. Uh, Come, come, come into the inn. I will, I will treat you so, to some wine. We have um. There has been a death on the road, and we have a. She kind of pauses for a moment. A body to. Uh, put to rest. He gives you a look that uh, definitely betrays uh, some commisery. And he will say, well, that is quite the coincidence because I do as well. Perhaps after some time in the tavern, you can come with me. I also have a body to bury. So we could go together. Sure, sure. That would be preferable. Come, come. Uh, I will show you to the blood of the vine. Thank you. And he will uh, just start walking off in a direction. Speedy, you recognize he's going into the direction of the tavern. And uh, when you arrive there, you see there is a sign uh, sitting on like a one of those swingy, swingy boys. It's a swingy sign. And sure enough, it says uh, blood of the vine on it. Uh, but at some point, somebody has taken a, a knife and X'd out of and gouged in on. So it says blood on the vine instead. And he will wait until the horses are parked, as it were, and offer his hand to let Silmi down. She will accept it. This is acceptable. 
Kefris, we've arrived. My brother. And I'll get out of the back. Uh, and when I do, I'll offer my hand to, uh, to Maribel to let her down as well. But uh, during the ride that we've taken to get here, uh, I've torn most of the vestments off. So now it's more like a little half coat uh, that comes Aww. up to maybe like mid rib cage. But my feet are bandaged up in what looked like almost monk wraps. And same with my hands. Uh, mostly because I I figured that uh, if I grabbed something, if I if my hands were sticking to themselves... I would want to be able to easier interact with things and not have my hands stick to every surface like the beginning of a Spider-Man movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, I just have uh, kind of hand wraps. My fingers are still very much open, but palms uh, and on my feet are also covered. Right, and and as as with like you know like something new on your on your skin or like say like if you lost a tooth you kind of worry on it with your tongue um you you become more familiar with these newfound pads on your fingers and you start to realize that if you flex them the right way you can make them stickier and if you relax them you can get them to release oh okay all right and uh, likewise, Maybell would have taken off her apron and used it to cover Victor's wound because she was having a real hard time looking yeah. at that. And uh, Ismark will introduce himself to you. Did, did he introduce himself as Ismark? No, he yes. said yes. he's the Burgomaster. He uh, said his name. Okay. Yeah. He said his name? All right. Yes. Um, so he'll introduce himself again to Kefris now that he's uh, officially met him and then lead you guys into the tavern. Uh, and this tavern is a slightly less dour place than the rest of the town. There's at least a fire in the fireplace um, that offers some small comfort in this cold, misty area. Um, sitting at a round table, there are three brightly colored or brightly clothed women uh, and they're all just kind of like sitting together with their heads leaning towards one another like almost in like a cat-like fashion just kind of lounging across the table uh, and they all give you a side eye as you walk in. Uh, the tavern keeper is standing behind the bar and he, he's just slowly cleaning a glass uh, and looking down and he does not acknowledge your presence. Um, you said you were the burgomaster. You are the, the head of the town, correct? Uh, yes, I, I am now. Now? Uh, my father. He's the one who died. Oh, my apologies. I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for yours as well. Yes, well, we didn't... We had only met the man briefly. The roads of Barovia can be very dangerous. And he'll just kind of stand there awkwardly, like not knowing what to do with his hands. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can, you can see the girls in the corner kind of like whisper to each other and smile and laugh at him. Um, and I'd like, I'd like you, Silmi, to make a perception check. Okay. Uh, plus three, uh, 
Nice. Uh, you very clearly hear one of them uh, say to another, is Mark the lesser? <laughs> oh, what bitches. Silmi <laughs> <laughs> so, so will not say that. She will say, it seems that people in this town are uh, quite forward with their uh, opinions. <laughs> Oof. They, they give you an eye. Like... They, they don't stop smiling, but, like, they definitely, like, lower their heads and go, like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and Ismark will finally break the tension and walk away to go and order you guys some wine and then bring it back and place it at a table and offer seats to all of you. Get a pitcher and four glasses four glasses because there's wait five glasses because there's five of us including maybell yes mm -hmm. yeah oh silmi takes off her gloves and places them on her lap and <laughs> tries to do something normal <laughs> yeah kefris uh will happily take this wine uh and he uh as as well just says is there is there a chance that there's any food i'm i'm really sorry to ask but i i can pay i have good coin oh, oh. no need i will t i'll take care of it Thank uh you. he goes Arik. um and the barkeep is like mm. he's like uh bring us some uh grilled sausage and he goes mm. and like stands there for a second and then turns away and then you can hear pots and pans starting to clank around. Thank you so much. Uh, and I'll uh, just you'll... begin sipping on the wine that has been put in front of me. Uh, <clears throat> what sort of um, coin do you take here? I, I assume gold is good, but I, I guess I don't know. The official coinage of the land is uh, electrum for the most part. Um, silver is good. We very rarely ever see gold, but uh, outsiders actually come in here fairly often. We will take their coinage, but uh, not all of us. Not all of us will. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Bildrath over at Bildrath Mercantile, he will take, he will take any money you have to offer, but uh, his goods are overpriced. Speedy like rolls his eyes. Uh, and um, I feel like we are taking your time away in your, I mean, your morning. We can make our own way. We have a guide. I don't wish to keep you away from your duties. I, I was actually hoping if you could help me with my duties. Oh? Uh, he will look to Kefris and be like, this is your sister, yes? Yes. I, too, have a sister, and she's in grave danger. Oh. Well, an adopted sister. But still, we have lived to... Exactly, we've lived together all of our lives. Well, he uh, kind of lowers his voice a little and speaks conspiratorially to you. She has been beset by the devil. Um. 
Which one? I am... The devil. The one that curses us, that looms above us, this whole land. You know, the, the more I hear about this guy, the less I like him. Oh, oh, the demon. Yeah, the demon guy that oh. Speedy was telling us about. Well, demons and devils are different things, brother. What? No, don't be ridiculous. They're both of course they are. doing the thing that's... Look, I went to book college, okay? We've been through this. Right. Apologies. Continue. <laughs> and I would like to tell you more, but his eyes are everywhere. <laughs> and he kind of like quirks an eyebrow at those ladies in the corner. Just set my mug down. <laughs> now, when you mean and everywhere, like those, uh, those older women, those are, he, those are he. He nods slowly, quietly, and he kind of looks at Speedy and says, "You've not told them of the Vistani." I've made mention of the Vistani. Please, fill us in more. We were a bit occupied. And uh, Arik, the barkeep, will appear behind you, like, almost <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, and just clang down a plate full of grilled sausages. And then he'll turn around and go back to the bar and start cleaning the same glass that he had before. Then he puts it down next to a row of a bunch of clean glasses, walks to the end of the row, and then picks up a clean glass and starts cleaning it again. <laughs> Kefra sees no problem with this. <laughs> you will have to forgive him. He is soulless. He has no spark of life. I'm so sorry for uh, having to be that guy, but I'm sorry, what? <laughs> there are not enough souls to go around in Barovia. Babies are still born, but there is no soul to fill it. Um... Efrus, make an insight check. Very How does that work? I... Uh, Speed will turn to Silmi and go, First roll of the night, and I am the opposite of RJ. I got myself a natural 20. Woo! Oh, nice. You you definitely catch a very subtle glance. Um, it, it's a fraction of a second, but Ismark's eyes go directly to Speedy and then back again. No, I mean, everybody has a soul. My dog, Spaghetti. Spaghetti has a soul. Lots of things have souls. Everybody deserves a soul, but there are many things in Barovia that we do not get. No, but like a soul is like part of the whole deal. Right? Like you, you're, you're created into existence only to suffer, and then through your suffering you find your sense of self, and then through that sense of self, you have self-actualization of, of having that spirit, of having that soul. If you came here to suffer, I believe you will find exactly what you were looking for. 
I. The speed again? Oh, sorry. No one sets out to suffer. They set out to learn, and then the lessons along the way can be rougher than others. But I don't. I don't think that people were just born here specifically for for the purpose of suffering that who would do that the devil and he'll just take a drink from his wine and drain it clunk it down i believe we have some bodies to bury um just i'm sorry uh how many people are there in this land? How many souls? What's the limit? Well, it's uh, it's been a while since I've received a census from Valaki, but uh, I don't know. Speedy, how many would you say are living there? Like 500. Oh, to, uh, for Valaki? Yeah. About 500. That, uh... Around 80 souls, well, 80 people in this village. 80 out of 500? Oh, well, there is, there is more aside from the village of Barovia and Valaki. There is also Kresik and, well, there used to be a town south of Valaki, but that has since been destroyed in a flood. So when when somebody dies and they have a soul, I'm I'm just trying to grasp this. When someone dies here in Barovia and they have a soul, that soul finds its way into a newborn. Right. Okay. So it's just the same souls that are being refreshed. Fascinating. Terrifying, but fascinating. There is no escape from Barovia. Not even death. We are trapped here. You are trapped here. Yes, as I've been told a couple times, still sinking in. Uh, I know this is not quite the time, but my payment. Right. Oh, yes, of course. Um, is that something that should be done in such a public place? Oh, all right. Um... I don't remember how much we said we'd pay him, but I can look it up. I believe it was like three gold. <laughs> oh, woof. I also remember you hiring a man and me saying that I had no money. So whatever it is you decided to be, sister. <laughs> uh, I found Gwen's notes. They're two pages long. I don't know if we ever actually put a number to it. I, don't I think, think so. you just said that you would pay him. All right, I will give him two gold. And if that doesn't sound right, you can always roll a deception check. Yes. I hand he wipes it off the table. Right. And he stands up and walks out. Oh, wait, but the body. You stay. Me? No, all of you. I'll oh. be back in 15 minutes. Right. 
Did you say 15 or 50? 15. Ah, thank you. It's hard, you know, hard of hearing a little bit in this ear. <laughs> so this this demon you speak of, this, this I mean, is it, is this, I mean, is it impolite to speak of him here? Perhaps. Right. Um, why don't you tell me- I have much more to say about him. I see. Um, well, why don't you tell me more of your customs? Uh, so we don't make any faux pas while we're here. Silmi's priorities. <laughs> Um, and at that moment, the door will shut behind Speedy, and he will lean in and say, How long have you known him? An Your afternoon? Hmm. We were I would him. be very careful around him. It takes a discerning eye, but... I suspect that he, too, may be one of the soulless. Have you ever seen him laugh? Have you ever seen him cry? Mm. Someone died, yes? Yes, but someone he did not know as well. But his reaction was... Was uh, the same as when he sank a crossbow bolt into a wolf, but... I thought he was just quirky. Yeah, he seemed like kind. I mean, he seemed business oriented, which was a plus. I mean, what? So, how do you know? Don't get me wrong; they can be capable of great good, but there is no empathy. You probably cannot trust him to put himself in danger to save your life. Oh, well, if that's all, I mean, that's most of the, the high court. To be honest. Sorry. She's got a point. I just wanted you to be aware. Thank you. You're very kind for spending so much time with us. Well, I still believe that kindness can survive even in as, in as dark a place as this. It will take a lot of suffering, but I hope that one day we can thrive. And with that, let's cut away to Speedy. Speedy is going to head over to the general store really quickly. Alrighty. Shopping. You go literally across the street to Bildrath's Mercantile. Uh, the sparse light of this building spills out from behind drawn heavy curtains. And as you enter, you can see Bildrath himself sitting behind the desk. He's surrounded by a, a large number of weaponry and uh, equipment for surviving out in the wild uh bear traps arrows crossbow bolts um he has a gigantic silver axe that's kind of like his pride and joy that hangs over his head um and bildrath is kind of a slimy man he's uh he's really skinny and kind of hunched 
and he's got like this greasy goatee that he's constantly just putting his fingers through. And he's like, oh, it's Mr. No Name again. 40 crossbow bolts. He uh, throws them down on the table. Uh, and what ex- how many, I should have known this. How much are crossbow bolts worth? One per 20? One per 20. One per 20? He goes, four gold. Or eight electrum. I'm sure you can do math. It just sounds wrong. It all feels <laughs> that, wrong. That conversion's so weird. <laughs> and I need... Welcome to Barovia. <laughs> three sets of traveling clothes. Two women, one man. Traveling clothes. How much are those worth? With D&D Beyond, we can check quickly if it ever loads. <laughs> hey. Uh, three are... sets of traveling clothes. And two, yeah, they're two gold apiece. Bildrath may be able to do math, but Danae doesn't. Six 12 electrum. He, like, sighs, rubs, like, the bridge of his nose. 20 crossbow bolts and the traveling clothes, then. Well, if you really wanted it, you'd fork up the cash for it. And he takes the... the bundle of 20 crossbow bolts off of the table and throws down some traveling clothes for you. Oh, he's gonna... He said 40, so he's gonna half the amount. So 20 right. and the... Okay. Yeah, there's there's two two bundles of 20 that he laid down, and he took one away. Okay. I am... Cool. I'm cool. Cool, guys. I'm cool. Yeah. Grabs it, nods his head, walks away. Fucking creepy. And as you are walking out the door, you can see um, in the doorway, uh, <laughs> you didn't notice that the doorway was there before because like, there should be some modicum of light coming through it. But um, you can see out of the corner of your eye the reason why you didn't notice this doorway before is because it is filled with the hulking mass of this gigantic man who's just got his shoulders, like, uh, filling the doorway. And um, he just waves as you say good, as you peace on out of there. Yeah, no wave back, just walks. (laughs) All right, back to Kefferson Selmy. I've eaten my food, I've had my drink, and probably a little bit more, if possible. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mostly because I'm nursing a headache, which needs to go away post-hazely. And on top of that, your skin kind of itches. Uh, On your forearms, kind of up on your shoulders, and especially on your back, like right between the shoulder blades where you can't really reach. Oh my god. And if you if you scratch too hard, you realize that your nails are kind of too sharp, and like it would be very easy to break the skin. 
I'm gonna start like doing like a side scrape on it so that way it's not a direct uh, peel, but just kind of like under the table if possible, just kind of idly doing it. Uh, I'm also going to be, uh, with the red cords that are along my arms, I'm just going to kind of be like tightening them intermittently, uh, in a hopes that maybe, uh, the, the brief bit of pain I'm getting from those is causing an override with the scratching sensation. Which is exactly how scratching works. So yes, that, that does help a little. Um, uh, Silmi will smack his hand every once in a while if she sees him itching. <laughs> that's that's rude. Don't be doing that. It's really itchy. Um, Maybell has not touched her wine at all, so mm -hmm. um, she will surreptitiously kind of push her full glass over to Kefris at some point when she realizes it's empty. And I'll. And she has not not said a word through this entire exchange, just kind of like stared doe-eyed from person to person. Mm -hmm. So if we are to stay here for a while, um, is there, I, I, I'm, we didn't bring enough gold to buy a house or anything like that. Mm. I would not recommend staying in the village of Barovia if what you're looking for is safety. Ah. Aren't you the leader? That's not very, like, that's not a whole lot of confidence I'm getting here. What? He looks, he looks like a kicked puppy. Oh. We are trying. There is a lot to deal with right now. Oh. We, my father, he sent a letter not long ago. I I assume that it did not make it outside. A letter? Outside the city? The mists. It, well, I didn't think it would work, but it was intended to warn people, to get them to turn back as the mists surrounded them and not share in our fate. Barovia is hungry for souls. It has a tendency to lure people in. We see many outsiders come here and not many of them survive. Why? Why do the outsiders not survive? Minions of Strad those among us who have given in to their baser desires, wolves, werewolves. Right. So the werewolves are real then? Here at least. What are they, not real outside? Uh... I don't have any more. Um, how do you know if you've seen one? Because we did run into some wolves in the woods. We were ever able to defend ourselves. You would know if you saw a werewolf. Good. <laughs> but uh, it is it is a waning moon now, so you will have to wait until the next full moon to know for sure. 
See, you're the second person to say that to me, and I really don't like the way that <laughs> it keeps being brought up. Uh, I had a thing happen while we were on the road, and I'll kind of uh, lift up my sleeve a little bit to show the wolf bite that's on my arm. Ah. Well, I have not seen it happen myself. I have heard nothing but rumors. But uh, I would be concerned if silver becomes agitating. Okay. Silver. Silver, got it. Any other Uh, general warnings? I would be cautious around the full moon. When we left, what was the moon cycle? Uh, Where you were? Yeah, in the Dale Lands. Well, um, you didn't know it as a coin moon, but it was waning. Closer, it was getting towards the later end of the harvest season. So it's the same, it seems to be on the same cycle? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Well... If you don't think we should stay here, where should we go? My sister will be going to Velaki very soon. Velaki. I actually, I was actually hoping I could hire your guide to take her as well. Oh, um, well, he is... Velaki has walls. I hope oh. one day that my town can be as safe as Velaki. Walls, walls do seem like a plus. Um, pretty much every able-bodied man is like your guide. They hunt wolves for a living. They they feast on wolves. Kefris had wolf jerky. That's fine. He was really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and at, at this moment, Speedy can come in. Door slams open. Um... <laughs> Yeah, he walks over to the table, drops the clothes on a clear spot, change. Like, what? Right here? <laughs> Strip. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you want to be a star, don't you? Take it off. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, so, um, is there like a changing station or a general rest area? Uh, right here, where you could change in the carriage. Okay, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but I am wearing a uh, structure under this dress. It's it's very hard to get in and out of. Um, perhaps if there's a oh, I'll help you, Miss Silmi. Oh, thank you. I, for a second, I thought you were still the dude. It's <laughs> <was> like. Mm. <laughs> This isn't Gwen. Um, His mark is not that smooth. Are you kidding me? Um, All right. Well, um, you know, if we we are to stay here longer, brother, we did bring supplies that we might be able to sell. That's true. That is very. Don't sell them here. Store owner is an asshole. Wow, that was very kind of you to mention. That. That was. That. Mark is just kind of folding his 
fingers in front of him and he looks at you guys and shrugs. <laughs> All right. Well, um, if you don't mind, I will change first and then um, we'll be right back. Maybell? Yes, Miss Silby. She'll pick up the clothes for you and mm-hmm. walk out the door. Oh, she just um... gives her a look. She gives you a corresponding look <laughs> that I'm sure I'm sure these are looks that have been uh, traded several times before. <laughs> yes. And they'll go ahead and get th- get get changed in the in the carriage. It takes a little interesting maneuvering with the hoop skirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but between the two of you, you're able to finagle something. Um, <laughs> skirt and the dead oh. body oh, no. No. yeah that's why i was like i'm not so sure about the changing in the cart his face his there there is definitely a moment where like maybell opens up the cart and both of you go oh close it uh. oh you, I I think that the two of you can find an abandoned house with some boarded up windows that sure. you can slip into. Sure. Um, you see some rats scurrying in the darkness. Um, <laughs> and it, it's a yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little it's a little uncomfortable, but it's better than a dead body. That it is. Uh, yes, and that takes oh. a good twenty minutes to get me out of my. <laughs> Just like basically full like full plate, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Donning and doffing. Worn a hoop skirt. Come Between on. the two of them, it takes like twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, and it, so Kefris, you're able to have like another round of of food brought to you. Um, we'll say this time it's like a it, it's kind of like a, a weird like oatmeal made out of like a corn mush, um, and Ismark Great. calls it uh, mamliga. I'm sure he does. Whatever it is, but it's is. it's very hearty. It's very yeah. it's filling. Um, you kind of add have to add a little salt to it, otherwise it's a little bland. That's fair. Um, that's I'll just keep I'll go to town on it because I don't really know what else to do. And then, so it's myself, Ismark, and Speedy, all at this table, uh, mm-hmm. and I will. Uh, I will take this opportunity to uh, look towards Speedy, and I have a mouth <laughs> mouth partially uh, with some food in it. Just so, Speedy. <clears throat> Sorry, um, we were planning on going uh, to the town of v- Valakai, Valaki, 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 Valaki. Some people pronounce it differently. It's- we were planning on going there with uh, our new friend, um, Mr. Ismark, here. He was planning on, on uh, he wanted to hire you as a guide. My sister, actually. I will not be able to come. I have many duties here. So, what do you say? Honestly, I don't think we would have made it this far without you being there to well, do the thing that you do you... I will pay you up front the coin is good 
Please save the She can take care of herself on the road. She is very capable. Good. I already have to look after two pups. I'm capable of... No one, it's going to be fine. Don't worry about me. Um, so, that's good. Um, is there... Why your sister said that she was from out of town and the devil took upon her? Why? He is taking a liking to her. Is there more than that? Like... Did they used there to are be... times when the devil will come down and he will take one of us as a bride. Um, I am so sorry. And in the cases where that does happen, what is... Is there a protocol? Is there a... a like a standard way that he does this? Is it different every time? Is there a way that we would know how to fight back? It has he taken to... longer with her. Usually it is one night, but evidently he came to her and spoke to her. You will have to ask her. She has only spoken to my father about this and he, well, he is not dead. Yes. I do not want to hear of it. I will be sure... It pains me to hear her in such anguish. I am so sorry for what has befallen on your family. And my honor as a Malreska on the line, I will see to it that nothing bad happens to your sister. You are very kind. As are you. We are strangers in this land, and you've both fed us and given us a drink. You've given us a job, in a sense, and you've been kind. Even if we are having to bury people together, at least it's together as allies. I feel great brotherhood with you. Thank you. And he will put out his hand and kind of take yours. Mm, and uh, you guys too. do like that. You guys do that cool like ro like Roman salute where you take each other's forearms and just kind of hold it for a second. Yeah, um, with my long claws and gecko hands, I'll totally do yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and he's he's taking your like your uh your forearm, which is covered in in these red cords, which are digging into your skin, and there's definitely like crusted blood and stuff on there. So he like his eyes betray a little bit of discomfort about that, uh, but he he seems earnest. Um, and Speedy is just kind of watching this happen drinking some wine yep and i'll say that uh Silmi, do you want to have any sort of exchange with maybell uh 
<laughs> yes, we do uh, just a quick chat, and then she's just like, I'm so sorry that you're in this mess with us. Miss Silmi, you know I'd follow you to the ends of the earth. I know, but... This... I wouldn't want you here without me. And I wouldn't want to be here without you, so... But if we can get out of this mess, I will see it done. I'm sure we can come up with something together. Of course. Um, Speaking of which... Yes. In this land, don't you think maybe it wouldn't be too terrible to let your brother know? Oh, there are so many things brother doesn't know, Maybell. Um, which one are you speaking of? Oh, I'm, I'm talking about the part that will actually help us when wolves attack us on the road. Ah, the magic. Um, well, uh, yes. Um, I feel like there's been a lot going on today. Um, but perhaps tomorrow. <laughs> she looks okay. very like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> She just kind of like looks off to the side and... Well, I'm just saying, everyone's lives are probably going to be in danger again, and right. well, it probably would would be worse for one of us to die rather than let your brother know that you're casting a few spells here and there. Right. Um, you know, just years of lying is kind of a, a big thing for him to take in. Um, all right, well, mm, tomorrow morning, I... I promise, and she takes her hands, I promise I will do it tomorrow morning. Okay, tomorrow morning then. Is that all and I need to tell him? <laughs> she looks just as, oh yes, that is all you need to tell okay. him for sure. All right. <laughs> and she like, she like touches her, uh, her, her little frilly maid's headscarf yeah. like really surreptitiously and just kind of like stares off into the distance <laughs> yes that's that's really all you should tell him oh my god um are you sure you you don't you know you don't have to wear that your outfit outside of the home oh it makes me comfortable miss all right well you know you know how i feel about it so that's fine <laughs> right. she 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 just shrugs. All right, we both get changed. Yep, they they do that. Um, and this is how we do it. Um, and we we can abstract the rest of this changing process. She, uh, Silmi and Maybell will come back and hang out with um hang out with uh, Ismark as Speedy and Kefris go and get changed as well. Oh, I'm um, already in my clothes, Yeah, so. no, he only got oh, close for me. Sorry. So I'm just going to go and change sorry, in the cart by myself. <laughs> with the I, I'm, just try I'm just trying to include you, sugar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so Kefris can go and get changed as well, which I imagine takes much less time than it did for Silmi. Uh, and yeah. before you guys know it, you're on your way 
uh, you're on the road again, and Ismark is leading the carriage down to uh, the Burgomaster's mansion. I was actually going to have which... a moment with Vic. Oh, feel free. Yeah. Feel free. No, what, like... What's, uh, it's while I was changing was the kind of thing. Because, like, I just oh. assumed that... <laughs> so you did it in the carriage! I just thought that was the thing! Like, nobody told me, oh, like, hey, work. we broke into an abandoned <laughs> building and changed to there. So, uh... You open up the door and there's Nick. Yeah, uh, and I... I mean, I went to... I've, I've been in the temple a while. This isn't the first body that I've seen, um... And I am going to go inside. I'm going to take. I'm gonna take off the um, the face cover that was on it, so that way I can kind of look at him. And I'll I'll just sit there and stare for a little bit, um, and say, uh, just very heartfelt um, thank you. I'm sorry I didn't get to tell you while you were alive, but but thank you. Your attitude when we were in the house was a little childish at most, but uh, it, it certainly helped. Uh, it helped me when I didn't really else know what was going on, and I'm sorry. And at that, Kefris will uh, just kind of like put his hand on uh, Vic's, the side of Vic's face and just with a gentle tap and just, I'm, I'm sorry. And if Vic has any coinage on him, I will pull out uh, two pieces of coin that are of equivocal value, place them over his eyes, uh, put the uh, sheet back over that I had placed on his face uh, and say a prayer to Ilmater in the hopes that hopefully Vic's soul isn't trapped in this godforsaken place and that maybe he can find rest uh, and then after that I will proceed to get changed and then hop back out alright you do that did Speedy actually manage to loot the body uh -uh. I don't yeah, think I, I, I never I never quoted any money to you. So yeah, he's able to do that. And then everybody gets on the carriage again, probably same same setup as before. Um Speedy and Silmi in the front, Kefferson in the back with Vic. Um I'm gonna walk. And if that's you're gonna walk. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. walk alongside the carriage. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Uh Ismark is walking too, so um, you guys are super bosom buddies brosifs now, so um, he he kind of talks as jovially as a Barovan can with you, and he like points out certain houses to you, and he's all like, "Oh yes, that's uh, that is where Mad Mary lives. Uh, her her daughter has been gone for ooh, about a week now. Um, she screams day and night over her. Um, oh, and uh, there's you know, and like he just." He, he like tells you where everybody lives and, and and like all the terrible things that have happened to them it's just you know the town gossip and nobody questions where the daughter went oh well we all have a pretty good idea where the daughter went uh, the devil took her wait so hold up he's after your sister and he's already taken somebody else earlier this week 
He has many brides. Oh, that's just... That's He's great. insatiable. <laughs> and I'll kind of like look towards the cart uh, where my sister is on the front half uh, driving. And I'll turn back to Ismark and just, is it, is it anyone that he puts his eyes towards or is it, is there a pattern? does not seem so i have seen both young and old sometimes men oh uh huh well i Huh. And just that's kind of like where uh, where Kepris is just like mentally hitting that barrier and just can't get <laughs> yeah, past that. Yeah, it's a roadblock. Yeah, just brain, mental just roadblock. Like, trying yeah. try to get his head around that, and it's not it's not computing. No, and that's um, where he's going to be at for the majority of this walk. Is but really, huh? And uh, <laughs> uh, Maybell is actually walking behind you guys too because she doesn't want to be in the cart alone with the dead body um <laughs> and um like you can like look over your shoulder at some point and her face is beat red talking about this conversation or just listening into this conversation i am i'll take the opportunity to uh walk back to her and i'll put uh i'll put one of my weirdly clawed hands on her shoulder uh, and just look at her and with uh, as much earnestness as I can, just deep breaths. It's going to be fine. She like, like full on, you feel her shoulders rise. Mm -hmm. It's very tense. And then they drop again. I'm not going to let anything happen to you either, okay? Oh, but don't let anything happen to Miss Silmy. Please. No, the both of you are... You're all that I have from what we have, what we were before this house and this land. I, you're both going to be my anchor. I mean that. And she'll kind of like take your hand like a little bit desperately uh, and hold it there and just be like, well, you'll be our anchor too, for sure. And he'll uh, smile to himself as she takes his hand, but and she'll hold on to it for a little bit too long and then let go. And at that moment, you will uh, reach the southernmost part of town, where the burgomaster's house is. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want that to uh, be our first break? That is probably a great place to have our first break. Yeah, so I would like to say it first and foremost, thank you, Danae, for running this. This is spooky as shit. Like, I have played Curse of Strahd to a point before, and I'm still just like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah, Electro, get that out of here. Like, that's the <laughs> spookiest thing. It's just Electro pieces. I want nothing to do with it. 
But thank you so much for running this. And thank you to everybody who has decided to stop on by and join us for this Spooky Tuesday. Uh, We're going to try and be back in five to ten minutes where we are going to be getting back up to our old shenanigans. So don't go no place. And we will see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. And welcome back, everybody, to a Spooky Tuesday. First thing I would like to say before we transition back is that, hey guys, we've got a giveaway. So if you uh, if you are listening to the audio cast, you can uh, check out the check out the Twitter or go to gleam.io slash competition slash there's a lot of stuff. It's honestly just easier if you check it out on Twitter or uh, are a member of our Discord community or any of those wonderful places that you can possibly find out or watch us live on tuesdays 5 30 p.m pacific standard time uh and with that in mind that's all i got Alrighty. so i was saying that your guys were going southward down a large street in the village of barovia um and just as the burgomaster's house comes into view uh Everybody can hear the distant sound of small, squeaky wooden wheels rolling across the damp cobbles. Um, And you kind of trace that sound over to a hunched figure bundled in rags. And she's just pushing this rickety cart through the fog. Uh, And then you see her approach a house and knock on the door. And this seems to be like a, a fairly older woman. She's got sandals on her her knobbly gout infested feet um and she's just got kind of got like a shawl over her face and um you see her kind of argue with the residents of this house and um then she pushes inside and you see her come out with a struggling child and she just throws him in a sack and puts it on the cart and then she just starts wheeling it down the street as the parents just sort of no from the from the doorstep but not following or doing anything to stop her well, i'm gonna just beeline over in front of this cart and like i put it up whoa whoa there whoa look uh, back oh. to see if anybody had fallen classy is mark I, I just rolled a nat one for Ismark to notice that, so he's he he's still walking towards his house and has completely not noticed you peeling off. Well, um, eh? What would you like, dear? That's not okay. Ooh, an outsider from these lands. Would you like a you pastry? Can't, no, you can't just grab children and throw them inside of bags away from their parents. You can't. You she don't just do that. Ignores what you're saying, and she she pulls out a, a little a little wax paper wrapped parcel, and she will kind of just peel back the paper and hold it to you, and you can see a, a glistening crust of a little hand pastry underneath, um, and it's still warm and it wafts this delicious scent towards you, and she's like, the first one's free. I what? will. I will look at her. <laughs> And the shittier five-year-old me, uh, growing up in a noble family, knew this act very well. But I just slap it out of her hand directly onto the ground. And I say, no. Children in bags. Bad. She 
Release the child. She holds her hand uh, surreptitiously, just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I literally saw you put a child (laughs) in a bag. Don't bullshit me, old man. I'm done with this. Release the child. It's literally wiggling in the in the wagon. The wagon is just shifting back I'm and forth. I'm gonna go over and just open it. I'm gonna release this child. Still me hops down. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, inside inside the bag, you see like um a, a a little boy. He he can't be older than seven, and um he's got like this really wild disheveled hair and he will scramble out of the bag and kind of flop down onto the wet cobblestone um and then like he looks wildly over his shoulder and then just bolts down the street what is going on here how dare you my private property that's not property that's a child it's a human being Uh, same old same old it was a payment for what? Equal trade for goods. What are you selling that earns you children? <laughs> <laughs> the pastries, my boy. The pastries. What? <laughs> oh, I mean, God. a human child goes for at least. A thousand gold. I don't know what, what sort of you're selling. More aghast over at my sister. <laughs> I'm sorry. I read a lot. How, I'm very bored in the house. How's he reacting to this, if at all? He's leaning on like the railing of the cart, just watching, <laughs> just waiting for it to end. Yeah. Um, he's like, he has like a cr- his crossbow in one hand, and it's just like. Mm. Uh, this old woman looks really perturbed with you and she starts shaking a knobbly finger in your face. You're going to regret this day. I'll see to it. Yeah, if it comes down to regretting a single day and freeing a child for the rest of their life, I'll take freeing the child. Thank you very much. How much do they owe you? She'll grab her cart and say, that's none of your business. And then she'll turn it bodily around and start hobbling down the street again with the little squeaky wheels, like, giving you occasional, like, glances over the shoulder. <laughs> Gwen says, it's my business now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what was this? What do you mean, what was this? You saw Sweetie. what this was. What is this? Is this okay? Why was this a thing? people here? <laughs> Why is this Okay. You should ask the burgomaster. Burgomaster, he. Mr. Burgers, why is this a thing? <laughs> Ismark finally realizes that the cart is no longer following him, um, and he will jog back with his lantern in, in hand and be like, Is everything alright? What happened? No, it's not alright! There was a woman selling pastries and grabbing children out of homes! So we grabbing stopped her! Children. I'd never heard of this before. You got a Dean bro. Is this daylight? Is this darkness? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm brother. genuinely not sure, but it happened in the broad whatever this is. I, it isn't quite night yet, if that's what you're asking. Okay, but so day, daylight I, then. I, I was aware that there was a pastry seller in town, but I, I heard nothing of taking children. 
She said it was in payment. I didn't even have to, like, stress her at all. She just came out with it and said, I'm doing this because they didn't cough up the money for my pies. Like, I didn't even have to, like, flex my muscles or show her my my weird hands, whatever it is is going on here. Nothing. She just said it. Are you talking to your citizenry? (laughs) I I am daily. No one told me about children being missing. Did you not notice the missing children? Please. Look. Take a lap. Take a lap. For one. Just start jogging around the cart. A child is worth at least a thousand gold. Thank you. Just stops. What? I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying there is a price and that is it. Um. (laughs) Jumping jacks. Who who is already kind of on the defense here um, and sort of stuttering back and forth to to Silmi and Kefras. At at Speedy saying that, he will just stop and point like, hmm? Hmm? (laughs) But why would they owe that much money? And why would they... These are pastries, yes? I mean, unless they bought... I mean, even if they bought the pack... The, where they sell the pastries... I, this is tr- troubling, to be sure. I assure you that she will not be welcome in my town anymore. If Thank I see you. her, she's going to be turned away. Right. Perfect. Should we speak Children to the family? Children are not an approved method of currency in the village of Barovia, and I will put my foot down on that. And yeah, as he does, so, his, foot, his foot goes into the pastry on the ground. <laughs> Aww. Uh, and uh, he looks a little sheepish and kind of wipes his boot on the cobble. Let us proceed. Should we speak to these this family? Uh, Ismark looks like a little trepidatious, and he says... All right, I will. I will take care of it. Wait at the carriage. Oh, and he, he will. He will walk up to the to the house and kind of knock on the door, and you can see him talking with the people, and um, they will not meet his gaze. They seem ashamed of what has happened. I fucking um, hope so. And that that takes a few minutes for him to talk to them. He comes back, um, his lantern kind of bobbing through the fog. Um, and as everyone reaches the carriage, I would like, I'll say Speedy to make a perception check. Oh, the dice gods give it. The dice gods take it away. Uh, that's a natural 20. Woo! Nice. All right. Well, as... <laughs> Isn't it great that all of my story beats are met with natural 20s? Um, he, as you um, start clicking at the horses and the carriage pulls away, you take one last look over your shoulder and you can see that as soon as the parents of this child think that you guys are kind of out of earshot, they will sprint down into the street and start scooping that pastry up um, into the paper and like hunch over and like start scooping it into their mouths. Speedy just shakes his head, ushers on. (sighs) All right. And you were only a few hundred feet from the Burgomaster's mansion when this occurred. 
Um, and now looking at it, you can see it's uh, it's a weary looking building that squats behind a rusting iron fence. The iron gates are twisted and torn. Um, the right gate just lies cast aside while the left one is swinging lazily in the wind. Um, the stuttering squeal and clang of the gate repeats with a mindless precision. Weeds choke out the ground and press with menace upon the house itself, yet against the walls the growth has been tramped down to create a path all about the domain. Heavy claw markings have stripped the once beautiful finish of the walls. Great black marks tell of fires that have assailed the mansion. Not a pane or shard of glass stands in any window. All the windows are barred with planks, and each one is marked with stains of evil omen. Um, at this, uh, Ismark will help seal me down from the carriage and open the door and let Maybell down as well. No, actually, Maybell was walking. Um, he will. No one was inside that carriage. <laughs> You'll go up to the door and knock with like a, a very precise knock, as though it was something rehearsed. Um, and you hear a voice from inside say, Ismark, is that you? And he says, yes, Arina, I, I have brought outsiders. They can help. Uh, and the door opens just a crack. And you can see, as she sees that it is in fact Ismark, she will pull the chain that is holding the door shut and open it all the way. And what you see before you is a fairly good looking woman. She's got long auburn, auburn hair. Um, and she is wearing full-on plate mail. Uh, she's got a scarf around her neck, kind of pulled as tight as it can go. Um, and she has a sword at her side. And this armor is just like engraved with really nice swirling filigree and stuff. Um, and she will kind of like look at each one of you and say, are you sure they can be trusted? And Ismark says, they are very kind people. I believe they can help us. Uh, and the two of them will usher you into the house. Uh, real quick DM, do I recognize these scratch marks on the walls? Uh, this is, well, give me a survival check. Where'd my d20 go? 15. Uh, Fifteen? Fifteen. Wolves, but something greater than wolves. Uh, as they walk in, uh, Speedy will run his hand along one of the scratch marks. Hmm. The very quaint Here. little house, uh, mansion. Sorry, does the manor have a name? It does not. <laughs> <laughs> It is our home. It's just the Burgomaster's mansion. He right. shrugs and kind of looks at Irina. And looking at Irina, she, she's got like darker skin. Seeing the two of them standing together, they look nothing alike. Like there's, there is no resemblance between the two of them. Well, uh, uh, the I interior. <laughs> go, go, go ahead. <laughs> I'm um, I'm called Silmi, and this is my brother Kefris, um, and this is our guide. We've been calling him Speedy. <laughs> Irina kind of quirks an eyebrow at that. I'm sorry, and this is Mitha. 
Maybell waves <laughs> and then hides behind Speedy. <laughs> um, the interior of the mansion is well furnished, yet the fixtures show so show signs of great wear. Um, noticeable oddities are the boarded up windows in every room and the presence of holy symbols in every room, just on on every surface, every wall. They're just everywhere. Um, Irina will welcome you deeper into the house and um, she's like, they are going to help us bury father, yes? And Ismark nods solemnly and she will open the door to a side room and um, you you get the scent of wildflowers at first, uh, but they seem to be masking a faint odor of decay. And as you look into this room, you can see that the coffin seems to have been assembled with whatever they could get a hold of inside the house, um, a, a headboard, um, a, a dresser. They've all just been broken apart and reassembled into a coffin and lying in the coffin is the drawn face of an older man with a shock of white hair. And he, it looks like an ominous premonition of Ismark's future. Um, just the older, more bedraggled image of Ismark lying in the coffin. And Irina says, it didn't feel right to leave town without burying him first. Yes, I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, my brother is um, sort of a... He could do last rites if needed. We have already said our goodbyes. Right. Um... I hate to impose, um, but we do also have a um, a friend that we need to... She kind of <laughs> pauses again. Uh, he Barry. needs a burial. Ismark will fill her in. And uh, she nods solemnly. And she says, then they will go together, I suppose. I am sorry, we do not have a coffin ready for him. That is fine. I, I don't know what his uh, religious uh, beliefs are, so I'm not sure what he needs. Um, I'd like Speedy to give me an insight check real quick. Uh, 18. 18? Uh, at the more Irina talks, the more you feel like you're missing something here, there's a strange feeling of deja vu, but you can't place exactly why. Uh, his eyes scrunch a little bit, but he holds his tongue. Anyway, I think that we should we should get going. And the the church is all the way across town. We right. we should get this done before nightfall. Right. Well, we have a cart if you 
need. Oh, that will that will help immensely. Yes, let's let's let us do that. All right. I I can offer. Do you, do you have linens for your friend? I can I can offer some. Uh, and she like just sort of steps across the room, and there are bed sheets uh, laying across a mattress. She'll pick them up and like sort of fold them, and bring them over to you uh, to wrap him. Oh, wonderful! Thank you, um, Kefris. And uh, I will uh, tell this uh, Irina, thank you for uh, for the linens, and I'll go. And uh, I'm gonna ask Speedy if he can help me. I would ask Maybell, but she has already shown that she does not want to be anywhere near these bodies, and Speedy looks like he does not care at all. So I'm gonna go with Speedy. Uh, or at yeah. least ask him if you would like to assist me in the wrappings and final rites. Speed will follow. Um, Ismark will press a holy symbol into your hand as you pass. Um, and when you look down at it, it's a, a little a little copper sun on a disc. Oh. Would I recognize this symbol at all? Oh, religion check. I'm proficient in that. That doesn't mean I'm good. Five. <laughs> Five. Great. You have no idea what this could mean. Some sort of superstitious sun thing. Thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just a very heartfelt thanks. And then I will go with Speedy. <laughs> um, as Speedy walks past and sees this, he just mutters under his breath. Let's hope that does some good because the gods abandoned us a while ago. Uh, Ismark will give you a, a side eye, um, but he will not comment on that. So are you the nobles in town? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to make awkward conversation. Yeah. Well, as noble as you can get in the village of Barovia. Mm -hmm. Uh I would like to accompany you to the chapel, if you wouldn't mind. And Ismark looks like he's about to protest. And she's like, I cannot stay hold up here forever. I'll be back before dark. And Ismark looks like he wants to say something, but he bites his tongue. Uh, and he will just walk over to the coffin and um, wait for Kefris and Speedy to get back. and ask them to help move the coffin to the carriage. Uh, once we are inside of... Uh, He'll nail it shut first. Okay. Uh, once we're inside of the carriage, myself and Speedy, um, and we're getting ready to lay things out. Um, I'll say that you guys... Um, will lay Victor in yeah. one seat inside the carriage and then put the coffin on top of the carriage and kind of strap it down. Okay. Uh, there yeah. are places where you can put luggage. That's fair. Uh, I was going to say before we wrap him up though, I will look at Speedy and say, is there any way that people like him can come back here? People like us. 
Ismark was saying that when a soul dies here, that they're stuck, that they get either reborn into a new body or go into some forsaken afterplace. For all I know, he's right. No one escapes Barovia. But, but what if they could? If they could escape Barovia? Then so much the better for them. Please don't tell my sister. You were right. Whatever's on the dead, the dead don't need. I'm not going to say I condone it, but if if he's not going to get any use out of it later, you might as well. And I'll motion towards Victor. I will Just be... leave the two coins and being the ones that are underneath the sheet on his face. I'll be as respectful as possible. All right. I... The majority of his possessions are kept inside of a sack. Um, one very prominent thing that you might notice is his water phone which is a, a bowl-shaped instrument with a handle sticking right down in the middle of the inside of the bowl with spines along the, uh, along the rim of it, uh, along with a bow that he used to use to play it, uh, along with a few other instruments. And I will have to get back to you with everything that you find on Victor. I'm just going to put the water phone on top of Victor's chest, fold his arms over it. Oh, wait, no, it goes up, doesn't it? Yeah. Lay it on its side. Lay it on its side. Unscrew the middle part so that way it can Put it in pieces. (laughs) Whatever way we can. You can sort of tip it so that it's like diagonally over. I'm just going to put the bowstring on his chest and then there you go. And then like put his, fold his hands over it. Yeah. Yeah. God. Making me feel feelings. How dare you? And I put I two bolts in the body. Whoa! Got to make Double sure tap. he stays down. <laughs> what do you mean? Spoilers. <laughs> um. Oh my god. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. All right. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to do with Victor before? No. Um, after looting his body and then uh, wrapping him up as I, I gave him his thanks he we took some Speedy took some of his things and I gave the final rites so that way when we get there we can just dig a hole and do our best to not fuck this up I'm pretty sure he had a hurdy gurdy too Jesus Christ. He would have a goddamn hurdy-gurdy out of all the instruments. He never got a chance to play it. It's very sad. (laughs) All right. So everybody loads up. uh, Coffin on top. Victor in the back. 
what's our what's our modus operandi here? Uh, Irina and Ismark will probably walk together. There are two seats available up front, two seats back. Uh, how, how's this going? Speedy's driving. Uh, I will sit with Maybell inside with the body. Well, now that it's wrapped up, Maybell's able to stomach it a little better. Uh-huh. I'll be up front with Speedy. Okay. Just like uh, I feel like the be- I feel like that it's okay. You can loot a corpse moment allowed us to be able to just like we're going to sit next to each other and it's not say a word not, <laughs> nope not not necessarily friends but at least comrades we have experienced a thing oh god sorry i just had that's <laughs> <laughs> in the courtyard <laughs> make we'll, a note we'll, we'll we'll come back to that uh so you guys uh make your way back up north through town um and it, it is a it is a solemn procession there there isn't much talking between anybody um and it it takes a good I'll say, I'll say half an hour um because you have to match your speed with Irina and Ismark who are walking um and you will eventually make your way to the outskirts of town and um, start heading up a hill where you will find the church, which seems to be in similar, a, a similar state to the Burgomaster's mansion. Um, the top a slight rise against the roots of the pillar stone that supports Castle Ravenloft. Oh, hey, by the way, um, here's a funny thing. When you look up, there is a cliff. And at the top of this cliff, there are some jagged spires and looming above you is a castle right above the village. It literally casts a shadow over the whole village. How is this a funny thing, voice in the sky? This is imposing. <laughs> you, it's funny because you haven't noticed it until now, but the mist has departed enough to give you this silhouette just sort of looming above you. And um, Ismark will say, that is Castle Ravenloft. That is where the demon lives. Wow, we are very close to it now. Um, let's wrap this up and then get the, <laughs> get out. <laughs> yes, we before we draw any notice. Right. Wait, what? Um, <laughs> and Ismark is all like, let's go. Um, so yes, um, against the roots of the pillar stone that supports Castle Ravenloft stands a gray sagging edifice of stone and wood. This church has obviously weathered the assaults of evil for centuries on end and is worn and weary. A bell tower rises toward the back and flickering light shines through the holes in the shingled roof. The rafters strain feebly against their road. Load. I'm tired. Everything's great. Um, and there, there's also just this enormous graveyard that fills the back of the church. Uh, it's it's just grave after grave after grave, centuries of dead. Oh, this is lovely. Uh, Ismark is going to start untying the coffin from the carriage. 
what will the, re- the rest of you do? Speedy will help. I right. am going to start going to a place to dig a hole, or at least two holes. All right, you can um, you can circumnavigate the church and find a gate to access the graveyard, and Irina will accompany you and show you the lot that was set aside for her father. Um, and there is a a, a less um, we'll say fancy area where Victor can be laid to rest, um, but you do see plenty of of fresh graves there. Uh, with some some rather familiar names, um, not not anyone you know, of course, but like similar names to people who would come from the outside where you are from. Less you know, less oviches and you know, the like Davian, Oleskin kind of names, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and some of them like don't even have names on them; just it's like adventurer. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna so, start um, getting to it, just digging some graves. Yep, Irina will help you out. They, they, you guys brought a couple of, couple of shovels. I'll say three or four. I'm gonna lean over to Speedy while they're doing that. Should we be so close to the castle if it is run by a demon? We'll be fine as long as you don't attract his attention. That's why I made you all change. Oh, oh. You're very smart, Speedy. Thank you. Um, no, I'm just cautious. Right. What else might draw his attention? Should we change our accents? You can try. <clears throat> Having Miss Irina with us kind of paints a target on our back. Right. <laughs> God. <laughs> Is Mark will kind of cork an eyebrow at you as he's walking by with the coffin on his shoulder. Uh, All by himself, the <laughs> strong boy. <laughs> Tilney takes notice. Tilney will remember this. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, Ismark will have Speedy help him move the coffin to where his lot is. Um, and Maybell will kind of stand next to Silmi with a handkerchief over her face and be like, well, hopefully we won't be attracting any notice so far. Um, it seems like the last guy got rather bored with us. Right. Yes. You can stop that now. Right. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing? I was trying to. I was trying to emulate that accent, but I'm not very good at it. I'd have to practice. Oh no! It was very good. I. I it's just it was unsettling. It didn't sound like you, Miss Silmi. <laughs> thank you. That was the point, Maybell. But thank you. Um. Ooh, Speedy. Question. Um. Mm. Tieflings. Are they around here? If they come, oh, there's a five. (laughs) She she just said teethlings for some reason. Like there are are many things with teeth in Barovia. 
no tieflings uh, uh, of um of they're not demonic descendant, right? Sometimes, oh. mostly hellish. They can be either of hellish Both. descent. They have horns, and she points <laughs> to Maybell's horn. <laughs> Maybell instinctively covers it <laughs> with, a, with a little squeak. Oh, it's lovely, darling. Please. <laughs> Is the first I've seen. Right. Okay. Noted. Maybe a hat. <laughs> or, you know, the hood on your traveling clothes. Ooh! And she kind of, like, turns around, like, tries to see it. These have hoods! <laughs> and she pops it up. <laughs> Maybelle will pop up that hood and then pull it down like a little babushka. You look lovely, darling. <laughs> oh, thank you! And, like, her horn is kind of, like, poking a little... Like, you, you can see a little dent where her horn is. It's a little asymmetrical. Blessed. And and Speedy, now that you have realized that she has a horn, um, th there there only seems to be one. The other side is suspiciously flat. Is that some sort of style for where you're from? It's not polite to ask, Speedy. Hmm. And Maybelle has just gone completely beat red from being the center of attention for too long. And um, she's just like, ah, I'm going to go and clean the carriage. And she <laughs> turns around and totters off. Oh, I don't know what I would do without her. Shall we? Nods. <laughs> we head to the grave. Ooh. All right. Uh well, it takes a while, um, probably a couple of hours, to dig two graves and put people to rest in there. Um, but you are able to accomplish this. Um, neither Ismark or Irina shed a tear. They just kind of solemnly watch as their... Um, well, the, the two of them will, will both actually shovel dirt on top of the coffin. Um, and they both have very dour looks on their faces as they do so. I will and, uh, give the ill materi last rites just hmm. a general it's non-specific I don't know this person at all but just like yeah. a you did it. I don't know. <laughs> I think Ismark gives you kind of a, a a sour, well, not sour, but um, a, a grave look, um, and says, "It is probably more appropriate than you think. This man suffered much in his life. And most people do, and most people don't bring it up to their to their loved ones. But if you are able to to see such a thing." And his suffering must have been great. And it is probably what killed him in the end. Uh, well... It was stress, you see. You know, it's far more common than you would think on where we're from. But that's neither, neither here nor there. Bane6969, thank you so much for the follow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Greybeard's not here, so while he's away, I'll rattle my medicine at you. Oh, God, why? <laughs> yes, yes, the satisfying bong of the water being thwapped. I am okay with that. Put that in. Oh, jeez. Um, sorry, what were we doing? I'm... We're burying bodies. Right, okay. Um, Yes. Which takes a little while, and everybody's very sad about that. <clears throat> well, so Speedy's on the lookout. Mm-hmm. All right, that's probably a good idea. You give me a perception check. That's a uh, 25, natural 20. Ooh, nice. Woo! That is great. That is super great. Um, so you are you're you're keeping a weather eye on um the castle on the trees on the town just like any like you're you're looking for any sort of um area where you could be approached uh without your knowing and oh graybeard is here oh um and uh <laughs> sorry we're easily distracted here evidently um we're taking strad seriously you see in the trees up in the branches a pair of eyes just kind of peering um and when you focus on those eyes um there's kind of that instinctive fear that comes in when you see something that looks predatory um it's it's fairly high up in the trees it is a bat hanging upside down and just kind of peeking over its folded wings at you um and you remember that there are rumors of Strahd having bats as spies, as well as the wolves. Um, pretty much any creature within Barovia has the potential to be a spy of his. Um, and you feel like you are being watched. Um, and as you're kind of narrowing your eyes at this little furry flying mammal, um, you hear a scream coming from the church. Um, and it's just like a, a, a wail of, of utter despair. Um, and because of such a high perception check, you can hear what he's saying. Um, it is a young man saying, Father, please, I'm starving. Um, Speedy will <laughs> turn to the rest of the group and he has like, surreptitiously his crossbow out and he's loading it. What are you doing? Speedy. And you guys could hear that scream as well, but you didn't exactly hear what he said. I am going towards... I'm gonna put a hand on Kefris's shoulder. So, question. Does this sound like somebody in pain, or is this like crazy person screaming? Both. Both. I am going Crazy to try and and go towards it. If there's somebody who's suffering, I I I need mm-hmm. to find out. I I imagine as soon as you hear that scream, you start beelining towards it, and Speedy's hand comes out and right on your shoulder. What's that? We need to help this person, Speedy. You'll find that there are a lot of noises here in Barovia, and the wails of madmen and people who are hurt will be of them. So, well, one, caution. If you're gonna go in there. What do you mean, in there? Into a church? 
Don't be ridiculous. You hear another wail erupt from the church. There's like a small eye roll and his hand comes off the shoulder. Clearly there's a man in trouble and I'm going to continue Kepris. running. I'm going to follow close after him. Kepris, we don't know what's going on. We don't know where we are. We we must take the... Uh, Kepris, I cannot run in heels. Do you mind? <laughs> that was a poor choice in footing. And just continues running. <laughs> plap, plap, plap with your little foot-wrapped feet. Yeah. Miss Maybell. She is in the carriage, cleaning. Ah. He turns to Ismark and Irina. Could you watch that, please? And oh. he points to the carriage. Yes, of, yes, of course. Uh, we will we will finish this, and um, Ismark will take up a shovel and start into the grave. Crossbow over the shoulder. Speedy starts walking towards the church. Like a badass. No, like someone who's just tired of the shit. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let us see. Well, who will arrive first? I'm, I'm guessing Kefris and then Silmi and Speedy follows after you. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you have to um, circle back around to uh, reach the door on the at the front of the church as there seems there is no back door. Um, and you are able to push open the, the double doors, which are, you, you can see now are, are covered with similar claw marks and burn marks that you saw in the Burgomaster's mansion. Um, <clears throat> and when you open up the door, you can immediately see that there are a few doorways on the side. Um, there's some sort of side rooms. Um, and there is a church hall with pews and things but they're all smashed and and just broken to splinters um there is uh like beams of light coming down from the rafters and uh you can see that there's a rope coming down from the belfry right over the altar and crouched over the altar uh murmuring a fervent prayer um you can see a man and as you enter and you see this man, you hear that scream again, much louder, but from your right behind one of those doors. I am going to go to the non-screaming man and start just like kind of shouting, just like, what is, who's who's in pain? Who needs help? Uh, and he, he kind of jumps as you walk in. Um, he had his hands in, uh, folded in fervent prayer in front of the altar. He's wearing the vestments of a man of the cloth. He's a, a some sort of priest, right. um, and he he has like dark circles under his eyes. He's got a sunken face. He just he looks like he has had the worst time. Um, and he says, "Oh, f- forgive me. I, I the, the church is not open today. I, I am I am priest Donovich. Um, that man, he is my son." I'm afraid there is nothing I can do for him now but to pray. What's what's happened to your son? I am also a member of of the church. Please, if there's anything I can do to help. He kind of looks you up and down at your your torn vestments. um, And he says, uh, 
you seem to be an outsider, uh, not of anything that I can recognize. I, um, I, I am a priest of the morning board, and he will offer a hand to shake. Follower of Ilmata. Um, and he will shake hands with you, but like, there, there, there seems to be no hope in this man. He, he's completely distraught. His shoulders just sag with the weight of, of the burden on his shoulders. Um, and you can hear another scream from that room, and he just flinches. What? He was returned to me in this state by the devil a long time ago a few months a wizard came to this town and he took all of the young and foolish boys including my son my doru he took them up to ravenloft they thought that they could face him but but no it was it was all for naught and and now he is here and he thirsts for blood. Blood of what? The living. To eat? Yes. <laughs> you silly girl, do you not know what a vampire is? And then there's another scream. Just shakes the rafters. <laughs> do I know what a vampire is? Lightning. <laughs> Do I know what a vampire is? Do I know what a vampire is? We didn't know I, what a vampire I guess, is. <laughs> I guess it's time for you guys to make some rolls. Uh, religion or arcana? I'm going to choose a religion check and hey ho, that's a natural 20. Tonight's the night of 20s. I rolled a seven. Okay, great. Um, Kefris, you have a sudden realization that all of this speech about a devil, a demon, taking brides, you have heard stories of creatures like this, of an undead nature that thirst for human lifeblood um, and prey on misery and despair. Uh, you understand fully what a vampire is. You understand fully that this devil that has beset this land is in fact a vampire. Um, and can turn other creatures into vampires. And that is what is underneath this church right now. So your son has become Fuck. the devil's spawn. I'm sorry, I'm a little behind. No, I don't know what a vampire is. I've heard the name. And I'll quickly like shoot over and put my hand on uh, Soma's shoulder and just we are in a bad place. We are in a very yes. bad place. Yes. It's not a devil. It's not a demon. If it were, that would probably make things, albeit a little easier. What? Do you know those stories that we would always get told about the men who could turn into bats and smoke and would steal uh, young ones away uh, if they left outside after eating too many sweets late at night? Mama Yaga? Uh, close. They're real. Vampires. 
Not the kind um, ones that would, like, try and turn us into cakes, but the mean ones that would turn us into them. Oh. Right. They're real. Here, apparently. Are we... It's, uh, I have to worry about a bite that I got from an animal, apparently, and now... Uh, Good news! get from people, too! <laughs> Oh god, I hope that the woman I slapped the pies out of her hand wasn't a vampire. That would just be... Oh. Anyways. Sorry. Thoughts One for a different day. One problem at a time. Day. One problem at a time. Family motto. So, center. We... Sister, we are so um, out of our league here. Yes. Um, should we leave? <laughs> Speedy has walked up to the father. He has his crossbow out. I think leaving sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I can do your I son a mercy. He has the eyes of like a sad basset hound. Um, and he gives you like the most forlorn look. He says, my boy, my dear boy. What? Um, give me a persuasion check to see how well this goes over whatever happened to your son up there he is no longer your son he's the bastard seed of the demon and my persuasion is do i have charisma i don't have charisma 15 are, are, is, is this a oh nice Actually, that's very good um he crumples in on himself and says you're right. I thought that I was doing the right thing by praying for his deliverance. But I see now that only action can deliver my son. Please. And he will grab your shirt and say, can you do the bravery that I, I cannot bring myself to do? clap him on the shoulder. Not in my head. And he will full-on break down. This is a grown man crying very real tears for his boy. And he will just crumple in on himself, um, go down to his knees and say, my boy! My poor boy! And um, there are more screams from below. Somebody will go over to him and try to comfort him. Where is your son? You are uh, far enough away from the mic that it is not picking it up. Sorry. I um, <laughs> will reach into his robes and pull out an iron key and he will uh, press it into Silmi's hand um, who is now crouched next to him trying to comfort him and say, there is a trap door in the far room this key will open the padlock he is in the cellar right I'm so sorry for your loss please do it do it now before I lose my nerve right speedy let's go <laughs> she stands up and walks I will follow my sister gladly are we really going to do this are we... once we're out of earshot <laughs> 
Are we really going to kill this boy? It he's, is a mercy. He's not a boy anymore. He's something yeah. else. Okay. If this were to ever happen to me, I would ask you to do the same. If it happened while we were around and I was feeling uh, mostly skittish, I would I would do it without second hesitation. I'm not going to lie. You don't even have to ask. Wait, is there no cure Thanks. for this? <laughs> There is nothing we can do except murder this child. Yeah, there's just like the cock of a crossbow. Sister. You, uh, you're still far away again. Speedy fi- opens up that door and no. fine. Oh. Still no? Oh, no, no, you're good. I just, we didn't open the door yet. We're just talking yeah. real quick oh, before sorry, we go sorry. in. Sorry, right, go ahead. I'll wait my turn. <laughs> Look. It's, he's not a boy anymore. He's something different. He's something changed. The whole vampire thing really puts a lot into perspective about this place. Other than the fact that we're trapped here, that seems a little drastic. Um, But if that is the case, if this vampire got to this boy, he's, he's not the boy that the father knew he's hardly a boy at all he seems more like well a wailing monster that lives underneath the floorboards that is punctuated by another scream we don't have a candle to lead us down the hallways to check all the closets to make sure that they're clear because that's us now. That's us while we're here. We have to be that for these people. If they're so desperate that they're willing to trade their children for pies that they eat off the street, they need something. That can be us. Kill a vampire. survival check (laughs) oh plus five is twelve you're far enough away to kill a a vampire Mm -hmm. Uh, you have heard the classic stake through the heart will do it um you have heard that they cannot enter a home without permission and you know that they cannot cross running water. Otherwise, good old-fashioned crossbow bolts, swords, it'll just take a little longer. They're resilient. They have a tendency to come back. They can take a lot of punishment. Mm. It will be hard. The good things in life aren't easy. And if this is putting somebody to rest, this is the good in their life. Hi, 
right. But what am I to do? You have the key. You can open up the door for us, can't you? Well, yes, of course. And if we get bitten, lock up after us, will you? Okay, this got really dark really quick, and I'm having a moment. I need a moment. I'm just trying to be real. I'm... Look, and I'll hug my sister and say, it's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. I got bit by a wolf today. We went through a house. That ceiling started turning into swinging blades. We put ghost children to rest. A, a sad vampire underneath the floorboards. Ridiculous, yes, but doable. I want to stop you there, younger Malareska. I'm older. Oh, older Malareska. Um, this isn't features. a sad vampire. This is a ravenous vampire who's been starved for months. Look, just because you're hungry doesn't mean you can't be sad. And he sure does sound sad. Like, it's it's just keening whales, like, pleading with his father to let him out. I am going to hand my sister a javelin and say, uh -oh. if it's coming up the stairs, poke it away with this. And then shut the door and lock it behind you, okay? Right. Okay. Yeah. We can do this. We can do this. Right, Speedy? Just looks at you. She is like giving him the please give me something. I need you to say something face. Last one out locks the door. Walks down the stairs. Right. Whew. I have pants on. <laughs> and she starts walking down the stairs. Oh, first of all, you have to open up the door. We uh, open and the then door. There is a then there's a padlocked trap door that you will unlock mm -hmm. and then you open it and then going down the stairs please give me a marching order I will go first as I am the most uh, adamant about putting this boy to rest second mm -hmm. alright um, as soon as the key goes into the padlock um, you feel something change um, about the screams and wails and then as soon as the door creaks open the screams and wails stop um, and you make your way slowly down oh the stairs I'm going to need everybody to make a perception check hey hey not so bad 14 yes that's a 10. I rolled a one. <clears throat> Super great. All right. Um, as you make your way down <coughs> from the stairs, there's kind of a, a, a creaking um, 
around you. Um, every now and then the building settles and a little bit of dirt falls from the ceiling. Looking down, you can see that the room is very dark. Um, and it, it, it seems to fill the entirety of the church like every everywhere that there's a wall of the church it has been dug down and there are pillars almost every five feet holding up the church above this cellar um and and there's just a really damp smell of earth and at first you can't really hear anything but kind of echoing around this basement you can hear little mutters from here and there just like and um, <coughs> Kefris is going first. I have 60 foot dark vision, if it helps. Great. Um, you looking see into this space. a whole lot of nothing. There's just <laughs> like a grid of pillars and he could be behind any one of them. I am um, just have my maul out walking steadily deeper into this chamber. I'm prepped in case, like, I am doing my best to watch out in case anything fucks with me, but... And and that muttering continues, just sort of echoing around the cellar. You can't figure out exactly where it's coming from until you hear, like, almost right in your ear, I can smell you. And, um you realize that he's right above you. You look up and there is the figure of a hunched, uh, <laughs> skinny man um, who is just clawed to the ceiling um, with his head turned almost completely around, shining uh, in the light, and he will drop on you. Let us see if he's any good at this. Um... An 11 probably doesn't hit you. No, but it hit my emotional receptors, and I don't like this at all. Yeah, you jump back the last second. He will land on the ground, um, and he is moving in almost like an insectoid spider-like way, uh, just kind of crouched with his limbs akimbo. Everybody should roll initiative. <laughs> so as right before that happens, Silmi is going to lean up to Speedy, and she's going to be like, what if he send us down here to feed his son? Oh my god. <laughs> uh-huh. I got this. 11 for Silmi. 17. 17 for Kefris. 26. Woo! 26 my boy. Fours. Oh, wait, no, 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 wait. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Sorry, I missed wow. I have still, li still, li still living up to his name. That's our speedy. And he rolled a two on the die, so he's actually going to be fairly low. Um, ba -da -ba -da -ba -da -ba -da. Moonstalker, baby. Ignore what I am doing right now. Okay. Done. Guys, what are we you doing? Know that you could go to bit.ly slash adventure merch and find yourself in one of these the dragons were the real friends we made along the way pixel tees. You can possibly get a mug. There's all sorts of cool stuff that you can get at bit.ly slash adventure merch.
We can still keep All riffing right. on this. Sort these out. Uh, I have started using sheets to track oh. initiative. Um, just because you can tell it to sort by a certain value. If I can find the... Ah, there we go. Sort range. Z to A. Sort. Alright, it is done. So at the top of the round, we have Speedy, who has just watched a vampire spawn drop down from the ceiling and nearly dig his claws into Kefris, who has narrowly escaped. The crossbow is out, it's pointed, and going rat-tat-tat. All right, and just before the bolts leave the crossbow, you can see his face turn towards you and the eyes flash. Oh, dear. Uh, 19 to hit? 19 will hit. Okay, second attack. Uh, 20 to hit? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then bonus action, fire the crossbow a third time. The 16? The 16 will hit. Cool. Oh, pitiful. Uh, 10, 11, 20 damage of piercing. 20 damage? All right, piercing. three. 20 piercing damage. All right, three crossbow bolts um, will sink into him in, in just a little line, just like uh, one in his cheek, one in his shoulder, one in his arm, um, and he recoils and hisses at you. Uh, and now it is Kefris. All right, uh, Kefris uh, is going to, thank you, Pro Restarter, for the raid. Uh, he is going to enter into a rage because he oh. just had a thing hop down on him from the roof and hiss at him. So instinctually, he is going to hiss back at it uh, as he pulls out his maul. And he is going to use a reckless attack to then swing down on... Uh, oh, thank you, Kyle, with an end for the sub. Uh, is going to swing down with his maul at this creature. Uh, in the hopes of smashing them really good. So, uh, that is going to be a 24 to hit. That'll hit. All right, so I get 2d6 regular damage, and then I also get 1d6 radiant damage uh, when I hit a thing on the first of my turns while I am raging. Uh, so let's see, let's see how this goes. Uh, so that is going to be nine points of bludgeoning damage, one point of radiant damage, and then I don't know where uh, rage goes. If that just counts as the standard. So, it's just a plus two, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it would be a total of 11 points bludgeoning and then one point radiant. Okay. Uh, as I just snarl at this creature and grip my maul with my new sticky hands. And I'll right. smash. Um, and, uh, Silmi, you, you see the change in your brother almost immediately. Um, and the light will catch your brother's eyes and they will flash very much in the same way that the vampire's eyes have. And what does the radiant damage look like 
coming from your mall? Uh, so basically the wraps on my arms uh, begin to glow this very dull red uh, that looks kind of like an old blood if that was uh, if that could be described as a color. And then you uh, have that same glowing effect on the end of the mall as it swings in, almost like there is uh, a kind of air pressure that's being split away from the end of the mall into this reddish hue as it sinks in. It's not very bright because it's only one point of radiant damage, but it's still there. Yep, it's noticeable to everyone in the room, uh, especially the vampire spawn, because he does not like that at all. Um, whilst he is hissing at Speedy, Kefris's maul comes down and catches him right between the shoulders. Um, and he gives like a pitiful squeak as he's just kind of splayed out onto the ground. Um, and I described him before as like a spider, and it's very much like a spider now because his, he's just been squashed and his limbs are out. Um, but he will get almost immediately back up to his feet. Now it is Silmi's turn. Um, how scary does this guy look in terms oh, of like super scary? So, yeah, so like shining oh, yeah. eyes. You can see yeah. his teeth. His hair is like almost the scariest part about him. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, she is going to uh, squeal to Speedy. Fire rice. Kill it with fire. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, is it in a line with any of my allies, or can I move so that it is not? You can, you can move. Um, and, and you kind of have to like duck between pillars to get a, a good line of sight on him. But since you are not close enough to provoke opportunity attacks, then you are free to move. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna do that, and Silmi's gonna reach in her bag, and she's gonna pull out a shining red thing, and she's gonna flick it up in the air. It's a dragon scale, and just uh, place her hands in front of her and say a magic word and cast uh, the scorcher, Ag Agonizar's scorcher. <laughs> is is the magic word Hadouken? It is Hadouken. <laughs> Hadouken. <laughs> uh, so he needs to make a deck save. All right, he will do that. Well, he's not super great, but he is very dexterous. A ten probably doesn't make it, does it? No, it doesn't. Hey, remember when that that time when we went down in the cellar and kicked a vampire into the corner and just wailed on him? Uh, go ahead, roll me some uh, damage. Okay, he takes eight plus four is twelve. Twelve points of fire damage. All right. Um, he shrieks as he erupts into flame. Uh, this seems to be hurting him a lot more than um the maul on its own or the uh bolts that are still sticking out of him Solid. and and kill uh Somi does scream a little bit as she's doing this it's at the beginning it sounds like maybe a little bit of like a war cry but it definitely ends with a ah! <laughs> and speedy you have expressed before that you do not care whether or not she is casting magic or trying to hide it but at this moment, there there is no question. Like, in the darkness, she has just thrown fire at the vampire. And she will say uh, in a, you know, in in her own uh, way, she's going to say, Don't tell Kefris! <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
Now it is the vampire's turn, and he is going to retaliate. It's true. Against Kefris, of course. Because he gets to roll with advantage on because of that reckless attack, you silly. I'm so um, reckless. He's so reckless. Uh, how long does that last until the end of the turn, or is yeah, that just the first the, attack? No, it's until the end of the turn. So any attacks made against Kefris will have advantage this uh, until his next oh, turn. That's super great for a thing that has uh, multi attack. Only one right, attack, does. I'm sure. I think it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's, does, any, it's uh, any attack, so even if it was multiple creatures, they would all have advantage. Does a 17 hit? Totally. Awesome. All right, so you are going to take 2d4 slashing damage. Plus three. Um, so 10 slashing damage. Ooh. Reduced to um, five, because raging. Oh, yeah. he, will attack it. he will attack you again. Oh, 17 on the die is definitely going to hit. So here comes more damage. Um, all right, uh, that's seven slashing damage. Okay. And what this looks like is that he just uh, comes at you and with his claws and just like, um, and he will come back with his claws up next to his face and you can see him licking his claws um, to taste the blood that was left there. How dare. And now it's Speedy's turn. Gonna reload my crossbow. Oh god, guys, what are we doing? Anyway. Our best <laughs> Speedy. Our Three best. Attacks. Here we go. So first attack is a natural 18. Does that hit? Oh, certainly. Okay, second attack is a 50 natural. That mm -hmm. hits, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then yep. a 10, 17 total will hit, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'll do this. Ah. Wow. Uh, three, five, six, and nine is 15 points of piercing. Nice. Once again, more bolts sprout from his shoulder. Um, and he flinches, but he does not refrain from sucking the blood off of his fingers. Gross. 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 And now it's Kefris. I am going to reckless attack again, and this time... Uh, while he's, like, licking his fingers, I kind of want to do a body check with the... Uh, with the length of my maul, so that way he's kind of like, he opens himself up a little bit more and I can do a more wide, uh, widespread attack where I bring it, bring my maul over my head and then smash down Gallagher style. Uh, sure. So I'm gonna try it. Oh, cool. Okay, so that's a 23 to hit. Definitely hits. Okay. So that is going to be no, uh, sorry, 12 points or no, 13 points of bludgeoning damage and seven points of radiant damage. Ooh, nice. 
this radiant damage seems to be doing a number on him. Um, uh, and now that I've, the, I got max uh, radiant damage, it is a much brighter red glow as it comes down. Mm-hmm. Um, like the mall is certainly leaving dents, but the radiant damage makes his skin blister and and pull away from the point of impact. And he hisses in response. Yeah, it's just a, a match of hisses back and forth between the two. <laughs> uh, they're having a hissy fit. Silmi, hey. it is now your turn. Uh, so Silmi's only ever tried that spell once uh, because it's a very big spell. <laughs> so she kind of like, <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. And she's gonna uh, try and throw a frostbite on him. Um, so right. he needs to make a Constitution saving throw. He will. Uh, this one might be better. A nineteen probably makes it. That for sure makes it. Nothing happens. So right. I try to throw out ice, and it's just like. <laughs> goes back in her bag. There's a cold breeze that yeah. wafts over everyone. Um, Doru having like having uh, taken this radiant damage, um, you can see the real fear of survival um, come into his eyes, and he is going to try and run away from you. Um, and I need everyone adjacent to him to make a opportunity attack. Um, and he will he will run by Speedy, um, so Speedy can also make an opportunity attack. Just quickly pull on my dagger. 18. 18 hits? Yep. Uh, 17. 17 also hits. Hey. 13 points of bludgeoning, and then uh, 3 points of radiant. Why not? Uh, 15 nine points of slashing okay um he is looking real bad um where his skin breaks you can you can see the muscle and bone underneath but it it is like it is dry um his his skin rather than uh breaking like normal flesh should uh just kind of cracks like parched earth um, and he will scramble between the two of you, taking blows from each, and he will run up the stairs. Uh-oh. What did you say, Elby? We closed the door, right? I was the last one in. Whoops. Well, he can't have gotten too far. Oh, he double moved, right? He did. Did he run past me, too? Uh, you had moved off to the side yeah. in order to get a better. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, that place is speedy at the top of the round. Speedy pivots on his heel and starts running up the stairs. Do I see him at like thirty feet? Like when I'm he... up the stairs. He is pretty darn quick. He has he has already made it up the stairs by the time you um 
get up there um and and the way that you saw him do this he, he like he half ran on the wall going up there sorry um but i don't see him then so i have to use my next 30 to get at in mm-hmm. okay i'll do that and after double you are inside the church and you are able to see he is in the process of uh running towards uh his father who is recoiling in horror um and i'm gonna say it's gonna take each of you a double move to get up there anyway so we'll just pick up again at the top of the round i was gonna say if he um, can like half run on walls is there any way i can half run on walls with my climb speed oh that's that's 100 what you do getting up there but we're we're just kind of skipping one one round ahead all right in order to get to the point where everybody is up there and and doing stuff i want to be doing things on him if possible um, but unfortunately, that does give him enough time to re- move his remaining 30 feet and catch up with his father before anybody gets a chance to pop off a shot on him. Alrighty, and that is a grapple, and all right, that's a miss on the bite, um, and you can hear him saying, Father, I'm starving um and he grips his father and drops him to the floor and you can see his teeth gnashing inches from his father's neck um as donovich just holds his face um kind of screaming and sobbing at the same time uh now that's speedy top of the round okay that's okay this is fine father are they both prone they are both prone Great. Um, you hear the clatter of a crossbow as Speedy pulls out a short sword and a dagger. And he like backhands the dagger, mm-hmm. just runs up to the vampire and starts wailing on him. It's a natural twenty. Oh, nice. Um, natural nineteen. Oh, nice. Kalem Dice, you're gonna be the new like speedy dice. <laughs> that's the that's another natural twenty. Um Damn. Damn Daniel. Ghost is in Pratt. Wait, wrong game. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh so first is So is this sword dagger dagger or sword sword it's dagger? Or... Sword sword dagger. Okay. Um, I would like to see some damage, please. Eight, um, eleven, thirty-four, four, five, eight, four, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, a mix of slashing and piercing. I got a ten, so I got a ten, um, a ten, an eight. Hold on, I gotta calculate this out. I'm sorry, guys. That's eight plus how much is that? Five plus. 
32. 32? Yeah. Okay. Um, you're just taking, like, repeated hacks and slashes out of his body. Like, chunks are literally falling off of him. Um, but he <sighs> ignores you in favor of getting at least one taste of that sweet, sweet drink. Of that sweet, sweet dad flesh. Uh, that, is, that sweet, sweet dad flesh. Uh, and now it is Kefris. Um, I am going to rush forward, still raging, uh, and I am going to lay some smackdown, if I possibly can, using a reckless attack to kind of golf swing, or I won't even need to use reckless, I'm just gonna rush up and try and golf swing this dude, uh, off of the father, because he's still prone, pinned on top of him, right? Right? Yes, is this, oh is this God. an attack? It is. is this, a shove? this is an attack. I am just trying to okay. hit him really effing hard uh, in the hopes right. that maybe, just maybe, uh, it'll be enough to to lay some good old smackdown. Uh, so that's going to be a nineteen to hit. That'll hit. Okay, let's go for broke. Uh, that is going to be. Uh, nine points of bludgeoning damage, and then four points of radiant damage. All right. Um, you can hear him hissing under his breath. Um, may not be quite, you know, cognizant of this, but everyone else certainly can. Um, he's just, just one taste! Um, and your maul just connects with the side of him, and he goes flying across the room and crunches against a destroyed pew um, and slumps to the ground, uh, his, his back clearly broken, um, and his mouth is open, uh, a, a, like just agape, his eyes wide, um, and he twitches twice and stops rigid where he is. Uh, in a very, uh, almost familiar way, Kefris begins approaching it, and you guys would just hear, So hungry. Begins making his way towards uh, it. Speedy's gonna raging. jump on Kefris's back and try to, like, chokehold him. Kefris, no! Kefris! Look! Look at me! Hi! Still me! Hi! Hi! Kefris, I know how to do magic! And at that, the rage drops just immediately. <laughs> just... Do uh, what? 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 Are you okay? You blacked out again! <laughs> and that is where we're going to end tonight. Excellent! <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Wings. Thank you so much for putting on this game. Oh my god. I love Curse of Strahd. Fuck the pie lady. Oh, all of this is great. <laughs> I am so excited. So, Wings, uh, where can we find you? What do you do? I am Wings, also known as Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings, um, and you can find them there. I also run Curse of Strahd on Tuesdays, and you can also find me as Coriander the Eladrin Paladin on Mondays here on this Twitch channel. Yes. 
And RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Oh, hey, I'm RJ here on the channel. Uh, I played Speedy, our ranger, but you can catch me at rjustice2a2 on Twitter and Twitch, where I tweet about the nerdy things in my life. And on Monday as Calum during the homebrew campaign, the Shadokai Cleric, who has become a real... And on Saturdays on Pro Restarter's stream as G3 the robot. Sunday, sweetie. Sunday. Oh, Sunday, sorry. <laughs> you guys are the best. LB, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi, I'm LB Hackamup. You can find me here Mondays and Tuesdays. Mondays I play Gwen the Halfling Barbarian, and I will be playing Silni for now on uh, on Tuesdays. And then uh, this week on Wednesday, I will be uh, DMing on this channel. Uh, we are doing a... Uh, a little twist on the four keeps for kids saga um where we'll be playing as animals and i will be dming it um and then you can also find me on sunday uh at five o'clock p.m eastern standard time on encounter roleplay's channel we will be ending our uh young heroes of fate game and then directly after that with rj i will be on pro research channel um we are playing as the cypher system um, and I am playing a really creepy uh, character that likes to talk about random stuff and ask dead people what their favorite color was and stuff like that. Um, and then next week, I will be, in, instead of doing Young Heroes of Fate, we are doing a new system on Encounter Roleplay's channel. And I will be joined by the amazing, the wonderful Greybeard. <laughs> we are going to do, be doing an Apocalypse World uh game and um i'm enjoying my character because she well she's kind of special that's all i'll say all right and uh if you have made it this far and you don't know who i am already uh hey fella how's it going i am the indoor adventurer uh and you can find me here monday tuesday wednesday uh and coming up here thursday that's right four nights in a week all during the weekdays uh here on indoor adventures uh monday i dm for our homebrew campaign which all of these wonderful people uh have agreed to be in tuesday i get to play here wednesdays we have uh what we like to call one shot wednesdays where members of the community can either run a game uh that i will play in or i will run a game in a different setting or system than we are typically used to which is just very fun for people who are looking uh to try out something new uh i know that in may i believe may 8th we are going to be returning to our urban fantasy noir setting which we have dubbed the looming 20s so if you are a uh, a fan of our Looming 20 series with myself, Danae, Greybeard, uh, Jen, also known as Laughmaker D&D slash, I, God, Koseki Sigma? I don't know how to pronounce her, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Koss, uh, as well as uh, our dear friend Satan. That's a, a great place to come by and, uh, and, and hang out with us there. Uh, and then Thursdays, starting in May, uh, myself, Cyberwolf, Kyle with an N, my good buddy Reeves, uh, and also uh, Where Is My Dingus, aka Dingo, are all going to be joining us for a Salt Marsh game that I am very excited to run because clearly I can't get enough of nautical themes in my D&D campaigns. 
Uh, I know boat words. I don't. And if you watch Monday and then Thursdays, you will know how little I know boat words, but can bullshit my way through it. Uh, with that in mind, uh, we are going to be going into our Patreon-supported podcast called Knights in the Courtyard. So if you are interested in possibly being a supporter of that, I have dropped a link to the Patreon. If you are doing any of the listenings uh, for audio casts or anything, you can find a link to our Patreon below in the description of this video. Uh, but with that, guys... This was a fun game, and I'm glad we get to play Dungeons and Dragons together. <laughs> and we will see all of you folks next time. All right, everybody. Bye bye.